0: Welcome to Your Success Tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Your Success Tonic. I am delighted to welcome Dawn onto the podcast today to talk to you about the As Good As It Gets Summit that she hosts and that I am honored to be taking part in. Coming from a background of natural health, Dawn Calvinisti has owned multiple businesses as a doula, a childbirth educator, a homeopath, and eventually an essential oil-based network marketing business. Dawn spent seven years building this business to multiple six figures. She reached the top 3% of leaders in just under three years, which is phenomenal. She loves to coach ambitious women who are looking to reach the next level, whether that's in their business or in their personal lives. As a recovering people pleaser, perfectionist, and procrastinator, Dawn created online summits for women who want to move away from these three P's and find more joy and less stress in life. She's spoken internationally on multiple podcasts and online summits, to inspire women to put themselves on their to-do lists without apology. To bring her message to even more women, she launched her podcast, Imperfection in Progress, in January 2023, with a membership site to create community and provide accountability. Welcome Dawn, I'm so glad you're here.
1: I am so honored to be here, Natalie. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: So Dawn, I would love to ask you to please tell me a bit more about what inspired you to launch this amazing summit.
1: Yeah, it actually goes back to about a year and a half ago when I was noticing that in my clients, in my friends, in family members, all the women I was talking to, they kept talking about the fact that they were so overwhelmed that they felt like every day was just Running into the next one, you know they have good intentions, but then weeks go by and things don't change. And I thought, you know what, this cannot just be me that is noticing this. So right. I started to reach out to a few coaching friends. Right, we we kind of network in our in our zone, and so I reached out to a few friends and just asked, "Are you hearing this?" And yes, they were hearing it too. And so I thought, you know what, I have enough network, I, I have enough know how. I need to help these women in a bigger platform, and so. I started to work towards building a summit and we launched the first as good as a get summit last February in order to help expand, um, you know, just to be able to help these women that were struggling. And it was really, really well received. People asked, will you do this again next year, which is always a good sign. Yes, um, and so, as the last year was kind of coming to a close, I thought I, I need to get going on this because I'm still hearing this, and I'm hearing people asking um, some of the same questions, and some new people asking the same questions. So here we
0: are. Fantastic! <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you responded to that need. I mean, one you know, one of the reasons I'm excited that you're on this podcast is that so many of those who are listening today want to cut their to-do lists in half and increase you know their joy in life, and that is what. What you specialize in. I know that you love helping women to break free from that overwhelm. So, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about the pivotal moment that happened for you that allowed you to break free from people pleasing.
1: Yeah, I think for me and it, it this goes right back to my childhood. I grew up in a home where I was in a minister's family, so a pastor's family, and that was part of what my role was in my own family as a, mm-hmm. as a child. And if, you know, I did the right things and said the right things and pleased my family, pleased the church body, pleased the, the friends in the congregation, all of that type of thing, then I was accepted. Mm-hmm. And so that was what I thought was the norm and that's what you needed to do and it really influenced my choices all through my teen years into my my first marriage where I you know basically married to people please um I spent my eight years in that marriage people pleasing my husband and submitting to everything he had to say and do had no voice of my own and then eventually realized like something's not right here like I don't even know what I like I don't know who I am if somebody asked me, like, what would you like to do? I just say what they want to do. And I go along with everybody. And that isn't a life. So as I started to question um, those things, and I decided I would seek out, I actually seeked out some uh, therapy and just walked through, why was I making these decisions? Why wasn't I putting my own voice forward? Mm-hmm. And that really, to me, was the pivotal moment where um, I started to understand with the help of a of a therapist, like, I do have a voice. I do have a choice. I, I am somebody other than my husband or my parents. Um, and so it, it really helped me to start unwinding who yeah. I was and, and starting to discover that because I really didn't know.
0: Yes, I can relate to your story so much, Dawn. So thank you for sharing that. I remember reading the book by, I think her name is Bronnie Ware. It's the top five regrets of the dying And the number one regret of the dying is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life that others expected of me. So I feel like this is something that's going to resonate with a lot of people that a lot of us want to please and keep those around us happy, but it can sometimes come to the detriment of our own happiness. So it's an important subject to talk about and, and raise awareness around as well. Because you know, for me, at any rate, I went around for a long time, not even being aware of it. Right? I just thought this was how I should be. This was a normal way to be.
1: Yeah, um, I can relate to that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know that you've said that the best way to grow is to learn from other women who've been where you are and reach the other side. So can you tell us a little bit about maybe someone who particularly inspired you or influenced you on your journey?
1: Yeah, I think I had multiple women, which came into my life in different stages. And I think that's what happens, right? When you actually want to grow, when you're reaching for that thing, Um, you know, the universe, God, Providence puts that that person um, in your path. And, you know, your reticular activating system, I guess, in your brain really is going mm-hmm. after what is most important at that time. And, and so it calls in those people. And I found uh, three, really three main women in my life, one who had been through a divorce at a younger age within the church, which for me, that was a bit of a taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just having a friend that had walked that path, who had found herself, who had made Choices um, to bring her her own voice forward was a really helpful person for me to be able to to balance ideas off and just ask like is this okay is this okay because I didn't know uh, and I think the other thing too is I had an older woman who was a gra- like a grandma type figure and she had been through you know just a relatively regular, she would probably say it's a very boring, dull life. Mm-hmm. But the reality was she was just very strong in who she was. Mm-hmm. She knew who she was. Um, she she had her opinions. She wasn't afraid to say them. Uh, and she wanted to know what yours were and she wouldn't let you back out. Oh, so, Yeah. So she was really, at the beginning, I kind of graded on me, of course, because I wasn't sure. But eventually it started to help me to question and to find those answers. And so she was a really safe space. For me to be able to to go to and figure out who I was and what I thought and what my belief system was and what my feelings about, you know, just different things, just opinions in life were. I think that probably the third one was just a little bit later on as I was transitioning. I um, actually was remarrying and, you know, starting over in some ways was having somebody else who was able to just be there and, and walk with me as I was making decisions. Because, again, I was very questioning, like, is this who I am? Is this what I want? Is this what I'm looking for? And for me, it's all about community. Now, at this point in my life, it's why I make, you know, summits. It's why I do collaborations. It's why I coach women um, and I, you know, create a membership. It's all about community. And I think the more that you can find those women to support you, whether they've gone before you or they're walking alongside you um, or they just have wisdom in an area that you are lacking in, it makes all the difference. Um, And it just moves you along so much more quickly rather than floundering around.
0: Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Yes. The minute I started to join groups, um, masterminds and other types of, of groups, I found that my growth just accelerated at an amazing rate. Because you see, you see what's possible that you haven't even maybe conceptualized for yourself before. Are you seeing this, yes. this woman speaking her mind, for example, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is actually... This is something that's that's not just possible but maybe admirable, right? And that I, I right. want to aspire to that.
1: Right. Yes.
0: Don, I am curious. How has your definition of success evolved over time, and why?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think probably starting out, especially when I started to launch my network marketing business, mm-hmm. um, that was my idea of like being successful was having the income, having the you know the six figures being able to say I went from here to here and showing the growth and I think at the beginning that's what I really equated success with but the the more I got into that journey the more I started to realize the areas that I was deficient in the things that I I didn't know the skill sets I didn't have the uh, leadership abilities capabilities that weren't there yet because it was growing along with me and as I started to explore those areas that started to change what success was so for mm-hmm. me success, is more about influence when it comes to my business. It's more about being able to help um, others in a way that brings out their light, brings out their excitement, brings out their passion, rather than just getting it done or, you know, leading by, by telling people. And I think part of that, the influence is an important part for me when it comes to success. And then the other thing is growth. I think every time that I get uncomfortable... I know I'm growing. I know that if I push through that that discomfort, there's something great on the other side. And that's the success. When I can say, okay, I'm not going to buckle under. I'm going to push through this discomfort because I know that this will create a whole new, you know, avenue, world, you know, possibilities, all of that. And that also is success. So to me, it's the, the mm. influence and the moving through the discomfort.
0: Yeah. I love that definition. I love that vision. It's real grit and resilience as well, right? That allows us to kind of push through the difficulty rather than backing away from it. Move into what we really want as a result.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I'm wondering what habits would you say support you the most to fill your days with meaning and fulfillment now?
1: Wow. Habits. This is, this is a funny one. Women in my community will laugh to hear this okay. because I, I am, I am definitely a recovering perfectionist as the number right. one for me out of you know perfectionism and people pleasing and, and procrastination. And so when somebody asked me, like, what do you do to set yourself up for the day? I, I literally have like a, an arm's length list, because I feel so much more, I think fulfilled really, for me, it's being feeling fulfilled in my day, when I can say I started my day off intentionally. Mm. I really set the bar. This is what I want my day to feel like. This is what yes. I want my day to to look like. These are the most important things for me to get done. This is what I want my family to feel at the end of the day. Um this is the time that I want to fit in for me in the day. So for me I have, you know, the list of things that kind of create that and it starts with my morning routine. It always starts with my morning routine. Mm. So I wake up quite early somewhere between five and six in the morning. And I like it's a little bit dark here. I live in Guatemala. So it's a little bit dark here uh, before six. And I have that time when nobody else is awake. I can spend some time breathing. I can get on my yoga mat and actually just listen to my my brain for a little bit. <laughs> then I can then I can just move away from that and you know get into my, my body spend some time just preparing myself for what's to come that day. And then from there, I really, I go for a walk always outside in nature. Every morning, I find that that's the most relaxing time of my entire day and the most creative time of my entire day. And so I love that because I can, I can just walk or I can listen to a podcast or I can you know, say things in my notes on my phone to remind myself that, you know, I thought of this idea, or I thought of that idea. And for me, that's my favorite part of the whole day is probably the first couple of hours of my day, just setting the tone mm. for everything to come. It's so much easier to pivot if you've had that foundation first in the morning, even if something comes out of the blue.
0: Yes, I, I have to say I have the exact same feeling that when I started to adopt that kind of mindset around structuring my mornings, everything changed, you know, having that as your foundation as you said it sort of allows you to have this clarity as you move to through the day you know this the thing that you said that i really love is this you know how do i want to feel how do i want my family to feel bringing that as a filter to, to the decisions that you make is really powerful you're very inspiring
1: <laughs> it's very different when you look at your day through a feeling because we know our mind creates our emotions so mm-hmm. If, if we can really think about what do we want our days to feel like, then it's like you said at the beginning, when the end of life comes and you're looking back, we regret the things we didn't feel. We don't really, it's not really the action. It's the way that life felt overall. or when you look back on the last month, you know, if it felt chaotic, we don't like that. So how do we then create that? And so that intentional time of really setting up the feeling for the day for me has really made a big difference.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you. And would you have a resource that you could share around building your day with intention? Oh, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And it's
1: specifically like it's for any area of your life. It does not matter. You can apply it to absolutely everything. But it's really about the little things, how it's the little things that impact everything. It's not making big jumps and leaps. It's how you habitually choose to do the smallest things. And those will compound and be able to create the life that you want or the relationship you want or the work you want whatever it is. And for me that's been a like a consistent book that I've gone back to when I feel like I'm just going a little off track because it's just such a good reminder. It's not about making that big next, you know, gigantic goal. It's about what am I doing right now every day?
0: It's so empowering as well when we break down things into their small smallest parts. It is so much more within reach and those little things can add up to very, very big things in the end. Yeah, so I will definitely be looking out for that book. Thank you for sharing that, Dawn. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking to me today. I was wondering if you could share with listeners more about the summit and where they can find you online. Yeah. So the summit is
1: totally free, which is one of the, my favorite things about it. It's very accessible. You can go just to the as good as it gets summit. And you can find me on my website, which is pursueprogress.com. So the summit itself is a five day summit from the uh, 6th to the 10th of February. And you have access each day to three to four speakers every day. Every one of them. I mean, Natalie, you were an absolute gift to have in the summit, but every one of our speakers have so much to bring and so much to offer you and very tangible, manageable tips. So I love that we can you know, learn to pare back and really find things that resonate with us. And whenever you're taking in a summit, there's a lot of information. And so just picking, you know, even before you decide to register for it, decide what's one area of your life that you'd really like to be working on in the next six months. And then you can just look at the speakers for that day and say, OK, like this one seems to be speaking into that. I'm going to really focus on this speaker today. And it lets you, you know, take some notes. You can go back and look at them then even a month from now uh, when you're ready to do something with it. And uh, again, like each of these speakers just have so much to offer. So no matter what area you're, you're working on, I know you're going to find three, four or five speakers that are really speaking right to you.
0: You have brought together such an amazing group of people sharing so much wisdom. So thank you for hosting it and sharing it. And I'm so excited for it to go live and share it with everyone as well. So thank you Dawn for coming on the podcast and sharing all of these beautiful resources and your wisdom with us and I look forward to participating in that summit with you and speaking with you again soon. Thank you so much Natalie I so
1: enjoyed being here and I appreciate everything that you're putting out there for women in the world. Thank you so much.